You're listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast with Romza. The world is currently in a state of rebirth. All of the systems we have inherited are collapsing and failing us as a species. It's time for us to come together and create something out of nothing. If you crave deeper purpose, unshakable strength, and a life aligned with your truth, this is for you. This is for you if you are curious and not afraid to ask questions. This podcast is for those searching for their purpose and those ready to step into their full potential. For lovers of truth and those ready for masculine medicine, this podcast is an adventure that gives voice to a journey of healing, discovery, and embodiment. We'll challenge the old narratives we inherited and forge a new path. Join us in this fearless exploration of the multiple dimensions of being human, breathwork, mindset, healing the body, detox, and how to use the gentle way of jujitsu to make you unstoppable in your wellness, business, life, relationships, and more. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Hey guys, welcome back to Our Deepest Fear with your host, Rome Zah, or Roman Zarodjanski. And today I'm here with a special friend. He is the hot sauce king of Costa Rica. He's an avid surfer. He's a chef. He He's just like a brilliant man. He has an incredible mind for marketing and creativity uh, and just like a kind soul. He's one of my first friends that I made in Costa Rica, and we've been friends ever since. He also trains jiu-jitsu, movement, and all types of other stuff. Very strong man. He hails from Israel, and now he currently lives in Costa Rica, uh, where he surfs, sells hot sauce, and just enjoys life overall. Welcome to Our Deepest Fear, Tom. How are you? Thank you very much. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, great. Yeah, All right, sure. well, um, let's jump in. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, Ashdod, Israel. It's a nice beach town, very nice beach town. Is that where you, is that where you started surfing? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I got my first surfboard when I was like 13, but I didn't really start surfing until I was like 15. I just, I was missing the right push, you know? And then when I was 15, I hooked up like with a, a different group of friends and one of them like uh, 
was surfing constantly and he's like, ah, oh, you have a board, let's go, you know? And he pushed me and he showed me and he, you know, like, he gave me all the notes I needed and little by little, I just started from that, yeah. Consistency is really bad though in Israel. Yeah. What, what, were you like, what were you like as a kid growing up? Ooh, very shy kid, man. Super shy. Yeah, just like thinking, you know what? Ever since I was very young, I liked just like creating stuff in my mind. If you ask my mom, she would tell you. She's like, was the most fortunate mom to have me as a kid because for hours and hours I, can, I could occupy myself, you know, like with my games and like just, you know, create my own worlds, play with myself. If I had other people, it was great, you know, because I'm also very friendly and had a lot of friends but like I had absolutely no problem staying on my own and just passing time very very nicely what were some, what were the, some of the things that you used to like to do as a kid ah man first of all tv I must admit I was like highly addicted on tv me and my brother which was like I can tell you exactly when it stops but that like was uh, further ahead other than that, uh, all kinds of little games, you know, obviously Lego, because Lego gives you so much. Oh, oh, you need to have like a lot of uh, Lego parts to, to make like whatever you want. But regardless, you can, you know, I, as a kid, I thought maybe my future is an architect, you know, because, and maybe it still is, I don't know. But uh, I loved building stuff, designing stuff, all that stuff, you know. And on the other hand, like, uh, whatever series I was hooked on as a kid, I collected all the, the little figures, like the G.I. Joes and the Transformers, man, and that was, like, my imaginary scenario for hours and hours. So what, what was your family like when you were growing up? Like, what was the family dynamic? Family dynamic? Um, very chill, actually. Okay, so as a young kid, my dad moved to uh, Africa when I was like in, uh, I think, third grade. So there is life before that and life after that. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, growing up with my mom and my brother and yeah, passing time, Israel, like growing up, it was so nice. It was so free also, you know kids going around town doing whatever they want and everything and it was like such a nice scenario to grow up in sometimes challenging because the uh, ego was uh, not missing in my town you know so and there's like uh, a lot of families like my town is like a lot of families you know and not my family like we were a very small family so Whenever I found myself in a challenging situation, I was outnumbered. So I had to not get myself into these situations in order not to, you know, be outnumbered in a moment of challenge, for sure. For sure. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, when you were a kid. Yeah, because I still want to be stuff when I grow up. For sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought about um, I thought about probably architecture or something like that, building stuff, you know. And as a kid, also like uh, my dad's side of the family, uh, have you ever had the experience of like 
you're going into a place and everybody decides on your future. Yeah, I grew up in that place. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was my dad's side. Every time we were there, you hear the, the talks of, no, he's going to be a doctor. No, he's going to be a lawyer. No, he's going to be this and that. Only my mom is like, no, he's going to be whatever he wants. And, uh, you know, I, he has my back and everything. But one aunt of mine always said, no, you have to do it. It's always you have to do. No, like, think about this. You have to be a designer, a graphic designer. You have to be, you have to be. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, lately, like uh, lately, a few years ago and stuff, I actually understood that, wow, I really like graphic designs, you know? So last time I saw her, I'm like, uh, I told her, hey, you know what I was uh, doing recently in ta-ta-ta graphic design? She opened her eyes and I'm like, you see, I told you, I told you, and nobody you listens to me. <laughs> For sure. And then I would have stopped doing it because she said that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, Don't I know. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, I love the, the you have to mentality. Thank God I had my mom to tell me you don't have to do anything. You do whatever you want. You know? Yeah, I love it. Sure. That's such an important person to have in your life. I remember Oof. when I dropped out, uh, I was going to go to medical school. So I was studying for my MCATs. And, um, and then I dropped out. I was just like, I'm not doing this shit. So I went to nursing school just to buy time. And I remember I told my grandma on my dad's side, very Jewish. Um, <laughs> and she said, you can't, you can't not be a doctor. And I was like, what do you mean? I can't not be a doctor. She's like, I already told all my friends you're going to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, oh, yeah. Like, bro, bro. I mean, honestly, like deep down inside, I, I just, did not like people telling me what to do. So yeah, I would do the opposite usually. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. My, not me. I'm like, I'm very delicate in this situation. I'm like, I'll probably say yes, yes, yes. And then I'll go do whatever I want anyway, you know, but uh, maybe I'll give the person the impression that like, yeah, I understand you. Maybe you're right. But uh... All right, what was the first process or first thing that you ever fell in love with? First, I think I fell in love with girls, first of all. But uh, Tell first, me more, tell me more. I, as a kid, man, I used to fantasize about, like, obviously, the, it, it, every time, you know, you go to a certain place, like a school or kindergarten or whatever, uh, you fall in love with uh, somebody. Uh, uh, me apparently I don't know about the rest of the kids well, but me, like... me too me too so yeah. I, I was just gonna say like we have so much in common bro. <laughs> for sure man um, I can tell you man in kindergarten I, I must have been like five or something like that I would go to sleep at night imagining I'm kissing the girl I like you five year old so uh, yeah I mean, a lot of romantic history not that I ever did like uh, in romance man I had like when time came, I was so behind only because of the shy boy. But uh, but I always had the romantic in me. I can see it, bro. Yeah. I can see the romantic in you. You romanticize a lot of stuff. So Oof. incredible. Ah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So what, what? how did you wind up in Costa Rica? You're from Israel. Like what? Like what brought you to Costa Rica? What made you start traveling after like during, like while you were in Israel? Okay. So... Probably mostly uh, surfing. Okay, so 
traveling, I don't know why, but Israeli travels all the time. Maybe because Israel is such a, you know, like an intense place to live in sometimes, you know, with all the conflicts and stuff. But, um, yeah, the fascination of like there's so much more outside, such beautiful things, you know, to, to see and enjoy. It's uh, what, what got me hooked on traveling. Oh, you know, what? even before that, one of my favorite subjects in school was geography. I used to love, absolutely love, sitting in front of the maps. You know, it was a book called The Atlas, and just open it up and see, just explore maps, you know. I always, get, somehow I always got to the Pacific Islands, the Hawaii and all this stuff. But, uh, so yeah, I was fascinated with, like, traveling ever since a young kid. So, and... Now, incorporate surfing into this picture. You get a person that wants to travel, and most likely the destinations will be the places which have waves. Because, as I said before, Israel, it can get good, it can get very nice, but it's very not consistent, you know? Like, it's if you compare it to, to Costa Rica, it's like a 20th, a fraction of a 20, you know, below the consistency I get here. So frustrating. So eventually I knew I want to live more time in a place which has like excellent waves. Now, places like that, a lot in the world. But I got to visit Costa Rica a few times in the past. First time was actually in the year 2000. I was 18 and it looked amazing you know it looked like the living description of paradise it was and i came from hawaii i must say i was in hawaii like living at my aunt's place and uh, working there and everything and a friend called me one day and he's like hey i'm uh, have some time before uh, the service or something like that and i'm thinking about uh, going surfing you want to meet up and i'm like yeah for sure what do you want like, he's like okay there is there there's Mexico with like, uh, you know, like challenging waves or Costa Rica with like user-friendly waves. I'm like, uh, let's do Costa Rica user-friendly. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for a challenge. So we met here in Costa Rica and we've been all over and it was like, wow, every place was more beautiful than the other. The waves were amazing. The ambience, you know, we first got to Jaco, which like it changed over the years, I must say, but. Paco in the year 2000 was like really paradise. You walk down the main and only street. Everybody's young, tanned, no shirts, bathing suits all day long, go, either going to surf, coming back from surf, sitting at the soda, eating casado, and just smoking weed, passing time. It was like all I wanted to do. You know, so ever since that, I knew Costa Rica is a place I want to spend more time in. So uh, going back seven years ago, I was in between jobs, let's say. My, uh, in be um, the last job before I was like, I was a, a pastry chef and I was making breads. And then let's say a startup with a friend, with a friend just when the, all the touch evolution started. So we were into that with like a big touch screens and stuff. Eventually I felt bored. I felt out of place. I wanted to surf more. Two good friends of mine, which are a couple, came to me and they they told me they're about to open up a restaurant in Costa Rica and if I want to join them and I'll get to uh, 
be in charge of the kitchen. Now, during that time, I actually went the second time to Portugal and fell in love with Portugal as well, which is an amazing place. And I was thinking, okay, I'm definitely going to try my luck somewhere else, which has amazing waves. What's it going to be? Portugal, cold water, all alone, or Costa Rica, I love the place, warm water all year long, and with friends of mine, which is kind of like easier to start with, you know, you don't like, you're not all alone exploring. So I chose Costa Rica and I'm here ever since, man. It was like very nice seven years, ups and downs, but mostly sunny and beautiful. I and I got it. to That's meet you also. Yeah. Yeah. We met in the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. The, fir- the first night that we met uh, was so incredible because I, uh, Aline, she came up to the table and she was taking our order and I was like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, you don't sound Costa Rican. I knew she was Israeli. I could smell it on her. Um, <laughs> yeah, for so sure. She was, she, was like, she was like, I'm Israeli. And I was like, oh, I knew it. I was like, I have family in Israel. I'm half Jewish. And we started talking and then, and then it started raining that night. And it started raining well, so raining. hard that all the little, all the little mopeds like almost got taken away by like the flooding, uh, like the water coming in into the street, if you want to call it a street. And we just sat around. <laughs> uh, we smoked. We sat around and we we just talked in the dark because there was no lights, there was no electricity. We had candles on. And uh, we actually, you know what we watched? I remember this really clearly. You showed me a video of that really cute little animal with the big ah, eyes. Ah, slow loris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's, when, that's when I fell in love with Costa Rica because I was like, this is what I used to do as a kid. I used to hang out with my yeah. friends. We didn't look at the time and we just enjoyed life just because we enjoyed life, not for any other reason. It was a great way to pass the time. Yeah, man. You I, you actually came in the perfect time. You know, it was the beginning of the rainy season, not many tourists. We were relaxed, not working too much. And yeah, it, well, I remember that night. Such an amazing time, for sure. For sure. Yeah, such good experience. So, now you're the king of hot sauce in Costa Rica. How how did that come about? Like how how did you start making hot sauce? By pure accident. Very pure accident. I was like in the restaurant in the green papaya. Uh, when we did the menu, they wanted me to to create two uh, two sauces, two hot sauces because the restaurant was like uh, it's a taco bar mainly with other stuff on the menu, but uh, as a as a taco place, we wanted to to serve hot sauce uh, basically, and we wanted to make something of our own because, like everything on the menu, was not like the usual stuff you go around. It was like it was tacos, but like our version of tacos and everything. So I started playing around with like uh, with hot sauces. The thing was like I I need to make a red sauce and a green sauce, you know. So, okay, let's uh, try the red sauce first. I started going online, reading some stuff about hot sauce, trying different stuff. I think my second uh, trial, I got to the prototype of what I'm doing right now, and it came out 
so good that we even forgot there needed to be a green uh, hot sauce, you know? We're like, wow, perfect. This is the, this is the, <laughs> the signature hot sauce. That's it. So yeah, and uh, time passed and we were working at the restaurant and I saw that people come, started like coming back after they ate on, in the restaurant only to, to ask for the hot sauce, you know, like a lot of tourists in town. So we would get like once a week, probably a person coming is like, Hey, I ate you yesterday. Um, the shuttle is coming to take me. I just wanted to come by and ask if you're selling the hot sauce. I really want to take it back home. And I knew that there's something there, you know, there's a business waiting to happen over there. So as time went by and I got like a very tired of the food industry and restaurant in spe- specifically, you know, because it's a, when you're working in a kitchen in a restaurant, you're under a lot of pressure in most of the restaurants, let's say, not all of them. But this restaurant as well for me was a lot of pressure. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not what I'm here for. You know, I'm in Costa Rica to, to chill out. Like if I wanted this kind of pressure, I would stay in Israel. Like I would even get more money in Israel probably. So it's not for me. And I decided to leave the restaurant. After also, after meeting you, I'm like, I want to do something online, you know? And you're, you're also <laughs> the one who gave me the idea. Like, dude, you, you need to sell your sauce online. And I'm like, you know what? I do. But then it's a hot sauce and people don't know. Maybe I'll do the, the, the Amazon stuff and I'll uh, something, the product that already sells. And like about a year, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Until I'm like, Damn, I, I got this hot sauce. Why am I not doing that? You know, why am I going in circles? This is the thing I need to do. And also, you know, life gives you a lot of little signs and stuff, like as you are, uh, as you go. So every, it was, it was incredible. Every time I was feeling the worst in the restaurant, I, somebody came and asked for the hot sauce, like a sign, like, you know, don't give up. There is also this, you know, so I appreciated that very much. So yeah, after a year of what I do, what I do, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the hot sauce. I'm going for it. And uh, yeah, I'm still there on the road. It's a hard and bumpy road, but at least it's a very calm one instead of like a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I get a lot of good for comments sure. I mean, on yeah. that. Every, every time it, it, you know, just lifts my spirit. When I read something a person t- t- says to me, or like I meet someone, ah, you're making an algo picante? Wow, man, I love that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm blushed every time it happens, man, really. I love it. I mean, because you put your soul into it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love it. So, all right, let's segue a little bit. What, like, what does your regular day look like in Costa Rica? Ooh, okay. Uh, before COVID or after COVID? Uh, I guess both. Both? Okay. The only thing that changed with the COVID is I got down to like 50 per- 15% of what I used to, to make and sell. But we're still happy. So uh, the day looks like this. Um, first of all, it depends on the waves. Waves and... Uh, and the tides. If there is good waves, high tide in the morning, I'm uh, up with dawn and I'm uh, out surfing. 
if there's good waves and low tide, I'm thinking twice, how good is it? Maybe I'll go to one of the low tide places or maybe I'll just sleep in a little bit more and then go to surf. If the waves are not that great, okay, let's wake up early morning about like 7 a.m., something like that. And now it depends. If it's Monday or Friday, I'm going to jujitsu in the morning. And if it's the rest of the week, and I'm not going surfing, surfing first thing. I'm waking up and probably taking care of myself for an hour, which means, you know, like uh, oil pooling with the coconut oil, uh, being grateful, meditating, writing stuff, you know, just passing a calm morning, maybe like sitting outside, drinking coffee, reading a book, first hour, and then... What do I need to do today? What do I want to accomplish? Let's take over the world with the sauce. Do I need to do anything else? Uh, recently, I also started uh, shaping surfboards because I, uh, so, again, something I wanted to do. And like just when COVID started, all the stars aligned and I, and I got this place behind my house, like a big warehouse place, which I managed to, me and my neighbor, my good neighbor here, a good friend, we... We build a skateboard ramp inside. We build like shape rooms and stuff. So I started like shaping boards. So it also involved this. Do I want to take over the world with a hot sauce? Do I have a board to finish or something like that? And just, you know, taking it easy. In any given moment, anything can change depending on a surf quality or if something more interesting came and you have to drop everything and just go do it. Makes sense. Makes sense. What time do you usually go to sleep in Costa Rica? Um, earliest, 9 p.m., latest, 11. Has to be something very extreme to happen that I'll go to sleep after 11. Usually by 10, we're like, okay, shutting all the internet off and just, you know, crawling into bed happily. Probably after meditation. And yeah, it also, Costa Rica is a place where it gets dark very early, like, yeah, like, let's say around 6 p.m. all year long, you know, so all year long, when it gets to 9, you feel like you're in uh, almost midnight anywhere else, like when, you know, when the summer is on and like, it's the sunset is like 8, 9, 10 p.m., you know, wherever you are in the world. So yeah, you really get the feeling of tired early. Plus, if you do a lot of activities, it, it, it just comes together really nice, you know? Like, you're you're very tired, it's dark. Uh, right now, also, I live, like, I'm away from the town, and I'm in a very small uh, beach town, so not a lot of parties or noise or stuff going on around, so you can really, you know, like, 9 p.m., you're just going into bed, and it's, you know, quiet so fun when it's quiet around when you when you go to sleep for sure for sure just just monkeys and rain monkeys and rain and like man crazy toads if you hear the sound of the, like the frogs and the toads at night sometime i it i kid you not it's like a video game man it's like something coming out of a synthesizer wow Really? Maybe that might be something All the animals you ever wanted to see are here. Yeah, I recorded just a little bit to send to my brother, and he's like, what the hell is this, you know? But yeah, 
I actually need I to love record it. it more. So, all right. What, like, I, I, I've known you this whole time that I've known you. You, you have like an entrepreneurial core in you. You're always trying to solve problems. Always yeah. trying to fill in a gap. Yeah. Like what, what, what are like, what are some ways that you think about this thing that you do? Like the solving problems, the filling the gap, like what, what is your mind uh, pointed towards when you're doing that? Um, mostly about uh, getting creative, you know, like it's something again, I like to do ever since I was a young kid. Imagine stuff, you know, imagine stuff and getting creative. Now, when I encounter a problem or something I need to, to achieve also, like if I have a goal, I need to, to take my sauce to a different level to, I don't know, make a makeover of the, of the packaging, wherever it could be. I just, you know, starting to imagine, like you can just see me and I'm like, um, it seems like I'm, Staying in one place, looking at the, the wall, but really I'm making scenarios in my mind. You know, I'm trying to picture stuff, trying to picture how things look, how things uh, feel, what I can do uh, in order to succeed with this and that. You know, like sometimes even it depends where I, when I do it because if I do it late at night, it's I can keep myself awake for a long time, you know, until I need to make myself, okay, don't think about it. Uh, just, you know, just go to sleep. But if I'm really involved in a thinking process, man, I would toss and turn and I will like just look at it in all angles at night. Really. Sometimes it happened to me when I was like, um, you know, with friends who were thinking about something, I would like not sleep a lot a big portion of the night, early morning, call my friend, look, you have no idea what I thought about this and this and that. And like, he's like, wow, man, when, when did all this happen? I'm like, no, man, forget about it. I, I was so into that, I couldn't stop, you know? And sometimes the thinking process, sometimes it's like, it's hard. You don't stop. I think this is why one of the reasons I stopped smoking weed is because it took me to... Uh, like a hyper thinking process, man, I would exhaust myself, you know, like times I would say, okay, shut up. I can't do it anymore. You know, like just thinking, thinking, thinking for sure. For good and bad Makes with, sense. with weed, but uh, yeah. yeah, just the thinking process. Man. Yeah. I love it. What's one thing that you would love to transform in the world? Wow. Uh, I'll give you two. First of all, the consumption, the overconsumption of plastic, or if we're already consuming it, the, um, the fact that there is no sufficient way to uh, reuse and recycle some of the stuff, you know? It really gets to me, like, it, really. And the, the, the second thing is... I don't know, get people to care more, you know, like, yeah, it's a utopian thinking, but like uh, to get everybody to care about everybody else and the environment, you know, to make such a big impact in the world. But uh, yeah, um, I don't think it can happen basically because 
because of it will this affect the balance that there is you know on earth and if we are if we are souls also that come here to learn stuff and and everything is only good so so it's not even good anymore you know when you don't have bad you cannot you cannot know what good is like you have to have this to this comparison so so yeah but you know what maybe make people care more you know because in human nature we get to be assholes once in a while here and there but maybe more caring less assholes yeah yeah it's interesting uh when i think of like appreciating the good and well are the things that like just appreciating things right like i don't i, I honestly I don't know how much I believe in good and bad, you know, like, cause it's all a matter of perspective. What's good for one yeah. could be bad for another. And even the same person in a different moment. Um, yeah. But Costa Rica is a perfect example because a lot of people complain during high season that there's too much business and they're too busy. And then they complain during low season that there's not enough business and they're not busy enough. Um, yeah, so sure. it, 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 it makes me think of that. And then like, also, like appreciating the rain when it's with sunshine, like hot as hell for the last six months or seven months, and vice versa. Yeah, for sure. Appreciating, man. Appreciation. I think this is what's missing. Appreciation. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It's definitely definitely a really powerful one. All right. Uh, what's, what's your favorite ice cream combination that you might have not even tried yet, but you would want to make? Oh, interesting question. Favorite ice cream combination. It will probably have to be based on milk, you know, because I found that this is the best best tasting ice cream. But um, maybe a certain fruit I haven't tried before. Or, you know what, maybe a mixture of all colors you know yeah take like a little bit from every color and then i think you'll get a, like a brown ice cream eventually because when you mix all the colors you just get brown yeah and then it comes I out heard, chocolate I heard, yeah <laughs> i heard a com- i heard a comedian say once that we're all just moving towards becoming brown <laughs> that there's so many indians that we're all just moving towards becoming brown and i was like i I was just dying because, I mean, I get it. <laughs> uh, we're all mixing, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, if you were a food, what kind of food would you be? I would be the inside of the bread. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, very white and soft, you know, and highly addictive. Also, yeah, and very absorbing. Of very like absorbing. Things. Exactly. I'm the base, you know. I'm a texture, flavor, like, you know, I'm a texture and a flavor, but I can absorb other flavors and give them to you in a, such a soft texture. Like a vehicle. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. I, wow. I never thought about that. <laughs> Interesting question. I'm the inside of a bread. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if, you, if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? I'll probably be a dog. I want to say dolphin, but I'm not spending too much time in the ocean in order to be a dolphin. 
I'm just like, like, yeah, like uh, loving and caring like a dog, you know, like a dog is, is actually, you know what? In Hebrew, a dog is called Kelev. And it's called this way because if you separate the, the, the words, like the letters, it, you come out with as a heart. Okay, if you literally transform like a Kelev into English, it's as a heart. And they named the dog this way because it is as a heart to the person. You know, he will love and care the person totally, like, like genuinely, you know, like nothing else in nature. I love it. You know what I think about when you say that? Um, <laughs> uh, there's a joke. It's... If you want to know who loves you more, your dog or your wife, put them both in the trunk for three days and then let them out and see who's excited to see you when you let them out. <laughs> Man, there is no love in this world like a dog's love. I, I'm telling for you. sure. A hundred percent. How's your dog, by the way? Um, he's, he's aged a lot, bro. He's going to be 11 in March, but he lived in New York. Um, he lived in San Diego, well, Costa Rica. He lived in San Diego, and now he's living in Vegas. All very extreme climates. Wow. Not very temperate. So, I mean, humans struggle with adapting. So dogs yeah. struggle so much. Like, it's it's almost impossible. Wow. Um, he's good, man. I'm taking care of him. Uh, I actually have a dog bath scheduled for him in, like, an hour. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I love him. He's incredible. Um, I actually almost put him to sleep uh, last year. So it was, a, it was a crazy, crazy year. But we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're playing a lot. Uh, it's just like a great experience. It's just like, nice. when it's time to go, it's time to go. But while yeah. we're here, let's enjoy our time together. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, these are hypothetical ideas and questions. So let's say... You're dying. Okay. Which hypothetically and realistically you are, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what, what is your last meal? What is my last meal? Yeah. Um, my mom's uh, schnitzel with uh, probably rice and salad. Okay. Yeah, I can eat it for What's the rest that? of my life. Yeah, I mean, your mom's a great cook, bro. Great you are cook. too. <laughs> Your last experience, so it could be as long as you want, as short as you want, and also with whomever you want. Last experience on earth? Yeah. Maybe heroin? I don't know. If I'm already dying, yeah. Want to see what it's all about. What the hell is out there, you know? I'll never touch it alive, you know? Yeah. But if I'm dying uh, in five minutes, why not? Uh, yeah, by yourself? Or? Probably either by myself or with like all my good friends and everybody's shooting at the same time. I love it. Chasing <laughs> the dragon together, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, it, ampli man, it amplifies the experience, you know, like it's a collective energy. For sure. I mean, maybe we'll actually catch the dragon. Yeah. It won't, it won't just be a chase. All right. Um, <laughs> last piece of advice for the next generation before you die. Last piece of advice. Take care of the world. It won't be here for On your tombstone, 
what is the one word or one line you would want written? Okay, first of all, I hope not to have a tombstone. I hope not to waste uh, real estate on my body, that I really believe that uh, it's unnecessary, and I gladly throw, uh, burn my body and throw my ashes into probably South Pacific, if you like. But uh, if I have to be remembered in one word, it's... Uh, I'm debating between love or joy, but mm-hmm. probably joy. I love it. I was actually just telling Dimitri about um, what I want done with me when I die. Okay. And uh, yeah, I I told him I want to be burned and uh, but made into a tree, basically, like planted with a tree so that even when I'm dead, you guys will still be eating my seed. (laughs) (laughs) Super nice. Super nice. Yeah. Yeah, like a pomegranate or something like that. So you'll have like 10,000 seeds every fruit. Yeah, like I'm busting in, I'm busting in their, <laughs> in their mouth. <laughs> oh, crazy. So, all right, what are you nerding out on now? Like, what are some of the things that you're learning right now that you're just like super like engulfed in? Uh, shaping yeah, boards and uh, graphic design. Um, I'm designing my um, right now I'm doing all the all the promotion publicity to my sauce so in Instagram for instance I it's like after a talk with a lot of people we decided that the Instagram of Algo Picante should be Algo Picante itself posting like uh, running the Instagram. So what we did is like, okay, I took the bottle of the sauce I'm making, turned it into a cartoon. And this cartoon, which is named Michael, is running the Instagram. So all the pictures you see uploaded on Instagram are Michael and what ha- what is happening in his day. You know, so eventually what it makes me do is, first of all, taking pictures Second of all, uh, on Photoshop, an illustrator planting the bottle in various situations and creating content, you know? So it gets me a lot to learn. Uh, how do I make the hands like that? How do I make the, the surrounding suddenly with light? How do I make this? How do I make that? So, And I love it, man. Like every time, how do I make this? So I go on a, onto the best teacher in the world right now, which is YouTube. And I just like uh, write what I need. And there are a handful of explanation tutorials guiding you exactly to do exactly what you want, you know? So yeah, I'm learning and learning and I can find myself spending hours in front of the computer, just like designing and it's super nice. And what I think, what I want to do next, when I get the proper uh, means to do it, because you need a, a strong computer and stuff, is going to, into 3D design. Because mm. this is also the future, you know? 3D is the future. I love if it. Not yeah, 4D I just on, yeah, I just went on your, um, I just went on your Instagram 
Bro, some of your posts are hilarious. You have one where I'll go picante is at the Last Supper from yeah, like three yeah. years ago. What a hilarious yeah. post, bro. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, I love it, man. This is also creating, like sitting with myself, like what can be funny, you know? What can I do to be funny, to, to make an impact, you know? And to make it so visually nice, so how do I like get what I have in my head and just like manifest it? So yeah, I'm loving it, man. I'm really geeking out on that right now. I mean, it's For sure. you're one of the most creative people that I know. Um, so it's incredible, like seeing you uh, express yourself uh, with that creativity. Like your your bottles for your hot sauce are incredible. It's like a guy where it's like the hot sauce is wearing a suit. Yeah. Yeah, a typical Costa Rican suit. And it should have ha- w- be wearing a hat by now, but this is one thing that really taking time and, uh, and effort because I actually got a mold, plastic mold injection from uh, China to make, like, okay, so the caps for my bottles, unfortunately, but there is no other option, are plastic, okay? And so I'm like, okay, if I'm already making plastic, maybe I'll make a different shape of plastic to complete the whole uh, look of the bottle uh, in order to uh, make it more appealing, you know? So I actually, like, got somebody to design and we built a plastic injection mold of a cap for the bottle in the shape of a hat, you know? So... This is also why you see the guy in the pictures with a hat all this time. And I'm waiting for that to be already done and happening. But uh, it's for some reason, it doesn't play well with the machines here. And it, the, the final product is not 100% yet. So we're really doing that as well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're so creative, bro. I mean, it's it's always such a pleasure to like connect with you and hear like what kind of ideas are flowing out of you or through you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I always love, I'm always inspired after I talk to you, uh, <laughs> especially nice. in like the way that you view things almost like a child, not child, stupid, but child. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Innocently like a child, you know, with all the, without the blocks we put in front of us as adults, you know, just purely yeah. thinking about stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, sometimes like in, on some platform, like the dots or like uh, some other platforms, I, I, I took a picture of me. I Photoshopped it. Like I'm a, you know, like you see in my head, one part of it, suddenly you see like a, a motor or like running the, the wheel chains, you know, and the other part is like a lamp and, like you see what's going on in my head and you see the motor running and you see the lamp lighting up and offering my services as a thinker, you know, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Here's a creative thinker that doesn't really want your money, but want to he- to be involved in creating stuff. So whatever you're, whatever you need to think on, just let me know and I'll help to give you some other angles, you know, or yeah. stuff as I there see was a, there's so, actually they spoke about a guy like that in um Think and Grow Rich and his name was Elmer Gates I believe and he had a room in his house that was soundproof and it only had one light hanging over the table one table 
one pad of paper, one pen or pencil, and a chair. And he would just and sit there and And in that table, would, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he would just sit there and think until he would solve the problem. And he would get paid to solve problems, basically. Yeah, you have I, like I, hundreds and hundreds of patents. I remember reading about that actually in the, in the Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill talking about it. In, exactly. And, and it's uh, sometimes I'm, I'm doing it without the soundproof room, but, uh, but yeah, just sit, look in midair, flow, you know, just go with my thought until I'm like, wow, yeah, this is what I should do. Yeah. Yeah, so much fun. Sure. What what's a book that what's a book that you recommend the most to people for them to read? Um, there's a lot, but uh, honestly, right now I would recommend whoever didn't read uh, the Count of Monte Cristo yet, read it. It's a hundred times better than watching a movie. It's so long, you know, it will not change your life, nothing like that, but it's excellent literature, man. Like you, you know, you, he tells you a story and it's such a good story. And I found myself not wanting to do other stuff, but just going back to read the book because it was so good. I love it. I've never read it, so I'll definitely check it out at some point. Yeah, for sure. And uh, because most of the time I, I actually do read books that are uh, in the category of, you know, improving yourself and stuff like that. But uh, but honestly, if you want just pure fun, read The Count of Monte Cristo. It's, it's so good and so well uh, written. And yeah, for sure. I love it. Well... Thank you so much, bro, uh, for coming on, for talking to me, for being my friend, bro. I mean, years ago when I first moved to Costa Rica, you bought me a surfboard. And uh, even, though I, even though I only went surfing with you twice, I think, um, <laughs> you wound up buying me another surfboard later, a smaller one. And um, I, I never even used that one yet. Um but I love you, bro. I love that you're so passionate about surfing and just, just being yourself. And it's truly like, like your friendship for me is just like joy and peace. For sure, man. For sure. Love you too. Love you a lot. Kind of like a, a bum that you went away so far, but uh but yeah, I believe our, our ways will cross like numerous times again, uh, uh, you know, after uh, phones and uh, computers and stuff like, you know, hanging out real life for sure. A hundred percent. And now you're going to have a new place to visit, so it'll be perfect. Oh yeah, man. Can't wait for that. Just let them open the skies. <laughs> for sure. So let me ask you, where can people find you if they want to know more? Online, probably. Instagram, uh, in the in my website, algopicante.com. Facebook, I, although I don't really like Facebook as I like Instagram and the others, but uh, 
But yeah, and just come to uh, Avellanas, Costa Rica, bring a surfboard, and I'm always here. Yeah. I love it. I Until love the it. next place. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, bro. Uh, give Paolo a big hug and kiss for me. I love you, and you. I'm looking <laughs> forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much, bro. Love you with all my heart. Say hi to everybody, to the kids, Lola, parents, Vlad. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast. If you resonate with our message, please show us some love by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a like. You can also visit our website at www.romza.com to continue your journey of self-discovery and keep up with our latest offerings. With love and harmony from all of us at the Alchemy of Self podcast.